The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 238th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is the Warriors winning last night, assuring us of another game to watch in this uh, riveting series. It's literally basketball 2.0 as both teams just sprint up and down the floor at a breathtaking pace, which is about as entertaining as the game gets. Steph Curry returned to form last night with another signature burst in the middle of the game to turn the tide. And uh, the highlight of him screaming, we ain't going home, was priceless. And depending on how the series turns out, could become uh, an iconic piece of video. And tomorrow night, he has a chance to add to his growing legend and prove he is truly, truly a generational, once-in-a-lifetime player. If he can lead Golden State to a victory in Oklahoma City in uh, what will be the most difficult setting he has ever faced uh, amidst an awesome atmosphere, which is exactly what it is at Chesapeake Arena in OKC. The series has been uh, just spectacular the whole way through. Uh, Again, it's basketball 2.0. I I can't, you know, remember watching a series I've enjoyed more where both teams are just, uh, especially off rebounds, are just sprinting up and down the court. Fabulous passing, and I thought that was the key to the game last night, was uh, Golden State's ball movement. Uh, looked like the Golden State we've been watching all year. And what a year it's been. I've been on their bandwagon since the beginning. As I've said on the show a few times, uh, when they started off the season on the winning streak, I, uh, I looked at the schedule and 
sure enough, saw they were coming to town to play the Celtics uh, and made arrangements to get in there for that game. And it, it was spectacular. It turned out to be the last game of their 24-game winning streak to open the season. Went into double overtime. Uh, the Celtics played great. They frankly wore them out. And, uh, and the next night, of course, they lost their first game of the year out in Milwaukee. But coming forward to present day, uh, I thought the other uh, huge take-home from last night was the play of Andrew Bogut. It appears Steve Kerr challenged him. Um, he was just immense with uh, both scoring and rebounding and just generally uh, uh, being a presence in the middle. Um, sometimes he flashes outstanding athleticism. Some of his alley-oop dunks where he'll just uh, snare the ball out of, uh, you know, out of midair and lob pass or whatever and just jam it down left-handed. It's just really a thing of beauty. So he needs to show up tomorrow night. Uh, they all need to show up, obviously. It's all hands on deck. I think it has the uh, chance to be one of those truly, truly special sporting events. They don't come along too often. Uh, again, I've been on Golden State's bandwagon all year long. Uh, haven't deserted them. Last night was, uh, obviously, they were at the brink. And... Uh, you know, they again look like the Golden State team for the most part that we've been watching all year. And I don't have a horse in this race. You know, I just enjoy their brand of basketball and the record-setting season like most of the basketball world. But, uh, you know, I enjoy Oklahoma City as well. They are uh, just about as fun to watch. Uh, you know, their history in the recent years has been, you know, Probably towards the underachieving side, although they made the Western Conference Finals a lot. And when they didn't, either KD or uh, Westbrook was injured. But, you know, they've been hunting a championship for a while now. And they're never going to have a better opportunity than tomorrow night at home in Game 6. And it brings back memories of a Game 6 I saw at the Boston Garden back in 2012. Uh when the Celtics had a 3-2 lead over the Miami Heat and, of course, LeBron James. And uh, Boston was ready for a party that night. That was just about as energized a crowd as I ever saw entering the Boston Garden that night uh, since the Larry Bird era. And LeBron proceeded to put on one of the best athletic performances I've ever seen in my life. It was an it was an iconic game, and as I've said before, that was the night LeBron James became LeBron James. Uh, I always remember that you know, he to say he was under severe criticism and fire would be an understatement. Not unlike the Warriors the last few days, and I remember he basically uh, shut it all down and read the Hunger Games. In the days leading up, and that, and that night he went for something that sounds like 40, 15 rebounds. And he just literally controlled the game from the opening tip-off. And it was uh, something I'll never forget as long as I live. So I think Steph Curry, frankly, needs to have one of those games 
again, on the road like LeBron was that night. Uh, of course, the Heat won that in Game 7 a couple nights later. Um, so, yeah, I just think uh, it is just going to be tremendous theater. The crowd in OKC is off the charts, and to say they're hungry would be an understatement. Again, this team has been hunting a title for a while, and they got to the finals a few years back, but, uh, you know, tomorrow night has the opportunity to be their night, and if they win, they will have earned it, but I still got to stick with the Warriors. I, I, I think they're going to dig deep. They dug deep last night. Uh, but the Thunder stayed right with them to their credit. Thunder had to feel pretty good. They, you know, they, they hung with them. Um, so we shall see. Uh, and I'm again, expecting near record breaking, you know, viewership numbers. Uh, if you have even the mildest interest in basketball, you, it's a must see game tomorrow night. Uh, and most importantly, I, I just want to see more basketball, especially between these two teams. So I'm, I'm, I'd like to see Golden State win for if for no other reason than we have a Game 7 on Memorial Day night this Monday night, which would be uh, potentially even more special than tomorrow night's going to be. My bizarre story of the week also from last night is the way the Pens scored the winning goal in Game 7 to punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, it was just, you know, who knew the goal at the time would stand up, but it was just a crazy bounce, kind of hit the side of the net and popped out in front of the goalie and, and the penguin just, uh, stuck his stick in there a second time, punched it in, uh, in the post game, Mike Milbury, uh, and Keith Jones were just saying that, uh, he'll remember it for the rest of his life. And to Milbury's credit, he said it before the third period. Uh, and it ended up holding up for a 2-1 victory for the Penguins. And uh, and good for them. It was also uh, surprising, if not bizarre, when Sidney Crosby uh, picked up the Prince of Wales trophy at the presentation. Uh, just a night or two before, we watched the St. Louis, or excuse me, San Jose Sharks not go anywhere near that trophy when they won the Western Conference to punch their ticket. Uh, I thought it was a hockey thing that no one ever picked up a trophy along the way towards the, the Stanley Cup, considering it a jinx. But Crosby not only picked it up, had picture taken and skated off the ice with it and had no problem whatsoever. So I learned something new, and I guess they made a reference that uh, apparently he did it in 2009, picked up. Uh, the Eastern Conference trophy, and they won the Stanley Cup that year in contrast to the year before when he did not pick it up, and they did not win. Uh, so I, I just was not knowing all that background. I was sitting there watching it and was stunned uh, to see him pick it pick it up. And uh, so I like it. I like it. It's, it's going to be good. Uh, should be a good Stanley Cup final. Uh, Joe Thornton. Of course, number one overall pick by the Bruins back in the day. Uh, I always felt he got a raw deal here. Basically got run out of town. Too, too high of expectations. Uh, has settled in in San Jose and finally gets to his first Stanley Cup. And I guess both he and Patrick Marlowe were among the top ten of playing the most games without ever getting to a Stanley Cup final. That's over now. They're going. And I think it should be a great series. 
Uh, Bay Area must be loving it. Uh, they got their Sharks in the finals, and of course they're just on fire with the Warriors. So it should be uh, should be fun to watch. Um, my low light of the week is simply the mess at Baylor, which uh, you know, which we will get to with our college football expert. Uh, AP Stedham after the break and uh, so yes it's uh, it's quite a mess to say the least but we'll get to that later and lastly I wrote two stories this week for NFL Player Engagement Department they're available on NFLPlayerEngagement.com and the stories were on two former players who did job shadows at the draft Brad Fichtel and Quinn Porter and uh, so if you have a chance, feel free to take a look. And uh, now let's take our first break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. 
That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And how you doing today, A.P.? Oh, doing great, John. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for joining us, as always, and you and I love to talk college football, and it's uh, certainly in the news uh, today, uh, to put it mildly, uh, and as always, uh, you yourself were involved with some, uh, seeing some college football's big names last night. Uh, Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, John, I had the privilege of attending the 22nd Annual Larch Mobile Football Preview. Uh, Larch is an organization here in Mobile. They take care of uh, 23 uh, intellectually challenged people, and they have 55 members of their team that assist those individuals. So it's a great organization, and, and they have a charity function, a football preview, and they bring in college football coaches. And so the headliner last night was Brett Bilema, University of Arkansas head football coach along with assistance from Alabama, Auburn, Florida State, and South Alabama. And they also had Joe Tessitore and Taylor Zarzar, uh, along with the local uh, radio host, Randy Kennedy. That sounds terrific. Well, as, as we've often talked about, you reference it often uh, with the various events you go to. Uh, there may be nowhere, no place in America where college football is year-round and where you're located, which is Alabama. And uh, it sounds like last night was yet another example of that. It sure was, and I forgot to mention, of course, the uh, executive director of the Senior Bowl, Phil Savage, the uh, recent Senior Bowl, he was there in attendance as well. So it's always good to visit with Phil. He's the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, too. Correct, and the former uh, GM of the Cleveland Browns, uh, Often appears on ESPN, and you uh, you kindly introduced me to him at the American Athletic Conference uh, Football Media Day a few years back, and uh, so I've been tuned into him ever since. And uh, just a great guy, one of the nicest people I've met, that's for sure. And he, what a wonderful job he's done with the Senior Bowl. It sure has, and people. From coast to coast, you know, Phil, he travels around the country. He told me last night he, he sees about 40 teams during the season, the 12 or so on Alabama's schedule, and then and then also he travels during the week to another 25 or 30. So he gets around the United States and sees football players from all parts of the country. Sounds like a dream job, something you and I might enjoy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's about as far as it might go, I think, without the dream job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, what a, what is not a dream, it is in fact a nightmare, is the Baylor situation. I mean, it is just uh, as bad as it gets, but getting worse. Uh, bottom line, it's the worst thing since Penn State, in my estimation. Do you agree? Yes, I would, I would concur, John, absolutely. Anytime you have students on campus fearful for their safety, 
and and they're speaking to power, and power either ignores or doesn't follow the proper procedure, then that that's a scary situation for parents across America. It really is. It really is. Uh, it's as bad as it gets. What else can you say? You know. Any parent sending their kid to college, uh, you know, I mean, that's just uh, the most basic, you know, premise and foundation of which you send a kid to a college, which uh, your kid to a college, which is simply, you know, they're going to be safe, period. That's it. You you know, it starts there and everything else rolls forward. So, you know, it's just a classic case, you know, and I couldn't help but find myself thinking, I mean... I remember so vividly four, five, six years ago and, you know, early in the season, it may have been the opening game of the year. It was a hot August night, I believe. And, you know, Baylor was the, happened to be the game on. It was a big game. And, uh, you know, and that night it was like Baylor football was born. You know, they were talking about this great quarterback they had, a kid by the name of Robert Griffin III. Never heard the name before in my life until that night. And, you know, I think they rung up 50 or so, and that was the night that, like, in my mind, well, certainly it was the night I got introduced to the Baylor football program as we know it today and have for the last few years. Uh, And I'll just never forget it. I was just sitting there, like, amazed as they ran up and down the field, and RG3 was doing RG3 stuff. I mean, it was literally his introduction to the nation, I believe it was to me. And, you know, it's just... uh, You know, and frankly, we've wondered this recently with Mississippi, you know, and we've been hearing it a lot here in the last 48 hours of just, you know, when a program gets so good so fast and seems to go all in, uh, there always seems to be a story behind the story. And certainly, uh, you know, that appears to be the case here by, by multiple accounts. And it feels like also that we only know like about not even half the story yet. Like there's so much more is going to come out in this, not to mention the legal stuff down the road. Yeah. I think in both instances, John, it's come out here in the last 48 hours. So on Ole Miss and Baylor, the story is still developing, I believe. And, and I I think I heard one report today that not only was the football coach fired, but there's other people in the athletic department. I don't know if those names have been released and a chance to check, but, I think this is uh, something that's going to carry on for quite a few months and into the football season. And, and then Ole Miss releases their statement today about the violations and what they propose. So it, it's going to it's going to fester for a while. Both those programs. No question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Th- this Ole Miss thing is again, you know. Uh, unfolding and has been you know it just seemed to like there was a lot of questions but it seemed to explode of course with the laramie tunsil thing at the draft but uh but back to baylor i mean it's a seismic event you cannot overstate the size of this you know when you just factor in all the potential ramifications of you know the big 12 and you know them feeling like they weren't being treated properly and getting you know college football playoff, you know, invitations and, you know, which then highlighted the, you know, them not having a championship game and, 
you know, just on and on and on. And of course, the Big 12 was moving towards a championship game. And I know that, you know, I, I've been seeing some stuff about some programs that may be considering moving there or being recruited, including two AAC teams, Memphis and Houston. So, I, I, again, you know, this just cast a shadow over all of that. And again, you know, in the biggest of big pictures, you know, football-wise, of, you know, where does it leave the Big 12 in general? I mean, don't think that they're unaffected by this, as you know, with Baylor being one of their member schools. So, again, seismic event. Yeah, John, they were on the cusp of, of playing in that college football championship a few years back. I mean, sure were. And, and he and he has a, quite a program that he built there at, at Baylor. You know, they were the doormat for years and years, and you know nobody was laughing at them the last few. You know, they were able to dominate some schools actually, but now it's another sad situation for the folks at Baylor. I mean, they had that basketball scandal a decade or so ago. You think there's no way something can revisit that campus with the magnitude and size of this uh, event. But, but, I mean, John, if you, like I say, I always tell people sometimes you'll, real life, if you pinned real life and brought it to a publisher, they would say, no, that can never happen. Please, you know, you're ridiculous. I mean, go away. But here it is, once again, on the campus of Baylor University. Well, exactly. Unbelievable. Well, you know, unbelievable what happened. It's unbelievable. Let's not forget the basketball situation you mentioned involved murder. So, I mean... Yeah, you, yeah, I mean... <laughs> murder. So, you'd think that would clean up anything, you know, for then and for all-time future. It was an event like yeah. that, but it didn't. No, you think they'd be squeaky clean in every area and every aspect of the university. I mean, regardless of athletics, I mean, off, off the field and the courts, uh, that you know, they'd attend all these, uh, some of these allegations that these females had have made through the uh, services that they provide. I mean, can you imagine, John, that somebody makes a complaint and then there's some retaliation to that individual and you come from a university that you love and you chose to attend and you're feeling the effects of somebody threatening you, they're going to retaliate. I, I just, I mean, that, that's about the worst type of behavior I've ever heard. I know, I know. <laughs> Again, my favorite phrase along the lines of what you just said moments ago is, you know, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. Uh, truth is stranger than fiction, always. And it is just, uh, you know, just stunning to see. And, and one thing about this that, you know, apparently the defensive coordinator is going to be the coach and, you know, Art Browse's son is going to remain on the staff. I mean, can you think of anything more awkward than that? I can't. <laughs> No, and then and then I think his daughter is his daughter married to one of the other coaches. Uh, I think that's the case as well. So yeah, son, that's of, right. Son-in-law, I saw. Son, that's right. Son-in-law was on the staff too. You're right. Good point. And, and yeah, and then John, the irony of all ironies is the president of the university involving sexual, you know, misconduct and allegations is Kenneth Starr. Correct. 
As everybody's been saying, that kind of star. <laughs> you did, that I mean, needs no further explanation. Yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, I know the. If, you know, he's he's been relegated to the chancellor position and maybe head of the law school. I cannot see how they can retain him. I, I just don't understand it. How could he spend millions and millions of dollars? And those proceedings that went on in Washington, and you're at the university, you're the top top person in charge, and you're not aware of, of these things that are happening on your campus. I totally agree. That uh, that amazes me as well. That he's apparently still there for the time being, or at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll close by saying, as we go to the break, that you know, I reference Penn State at the beginning of this segment and you know all the top people at Penn State were gone in a hurry uh, as as we all well remember and I think that's still brewing with lawsuits and all that uh, Graham Spanier was the president and I think it was Tim Curley was the in the athletic department that that's still and, and there were others at the top so yeah so I mean again they were all gone uh, quickly and and uh, ugly fashion, and I, I can't believe Ken Starr was apparently you know has has a different role or whatever. Uh, anyway, AP, I still have some more to get to you know on this and other stories, but why don't we take our break now and we'll get to some of that on the other side. What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter? You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state of the art viewing experience, live and on demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. We're 
Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And uh, A.P., we were talking Baylor uh, before the break, and, you know, Obviously, the biggest thing to come out of this that we really didn't focus on because there's so much other stuff to focus on with this situation is simply that, you know, the coach, Art Browse, was fired. He's had an unbelievable career. Baylor football was, frankly, a laughingstock for decades. And he showed up and, you know, turned it all around and, as you said, put him on the brink of going to the college football playoff uh, national championship final four. And uh, and what I find interesting here, and, and Bomani Jones on ESPN touched on this too, but it was one of the first things I thought of was simply that Art Browse is probably the all-time Texas high school football coaching legend. All-time. Which is saying a lot, because they've had a lot of them. And it's... Uh, for, <laughs> High school football is no bigger, not any bigger anywhere in the country than it is in Texas. And Art Browse, you know, was the guy that, uh, you know, again, was the, you know, set the highest standard in the history of Texas high school football and then went on to a major university and turned them into a national program. So, again, uh, you can't overstate the importance of Art Browse being let go as a result of this situation? No, I mean, he brought the program to you know, the highest level. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe in the 60s, they had some good teams and at other times, uh, but it was a rocket ascent to the top and they were on their way to the next probably five years playing in the college football playoff. Oh, no question. They, were, they just seemed right on the brink. They'd also turned into a bit of, you know, quarterback U with people like, you know, following RG3 in there, uh, you know, Kyle Petty and others, you know, it was just a steady progression with that high-powered offense they ran. And I, I think maybe it was Kyle Petty or their starter got injured, you know, last year, I believe. And, you know, they plugged in some freshman who, you know, uh, you know, who through for 500 yards or something like that or rang up 50 oh, oh, points. Oh, yeah, I, I know I know it is exactly. Jarrett Stedham. Sure, I sure I know Jarrett. Yeah, I sure did. There you go. So, I mean, that's what they had become, that they could lose, you know, a, a great quarterback or a starting quarterback and, you know, just plug in a freshman and, you know, they don't miss a beat. So, you know, I think that's just an indication that when you reach that level of success that, you know, this shows what you know what it means. Where uh, again, from top to bottom on the roster, especially at the quarterback position, you know you just plug these guys in, and you know the, it's a program then because they don't miss a beat. They keep on winning. They keep the you know keep on putting on offensive fireworks, and uh, you know again that to me is just like a, a perfect example of what it means to arrive as a major college football program. Yeah, John, I, I know we spoke of the coach last 
season, and I think I said he's the quintessential Texas coach. Correct. The vocabulary and that lingo that, and the, the demeanor at a press conference that was entertaining uh, at times, and and he's an offensive guru, and I mean, fast team and exciting, and I mean, Baylor used to have fourteen thousand people at a game. I mean, you can call them and get a seat at any time, and you know they're selling out. And but one thing that I noticed. When when uh, it started to be these different uh, allegations and things happening on campus, uh, our Biles said something about the player that had transferred from Boise State. He was unaware of the nature of the transgression. Well, rather quickly, uh, Chris Peterson, who was the former coach of Boise State, now University of Washington, he put it, a statement out there saying we most certainly... Uh, and most definitely informed Baylor of the nature of the transgression. So right away I, I started to question uh, Art Biles, uh, you know, his believability. I remember that story well. It was six months a year ago. It was, you know, uh, a significant story at the time within college football circles, but, yeah, nothing like what we're talking about now. But, you know, you're right. That, that, that's when eyebrows were first raised, mine and yours included, you know, and it just makes you wonder, but of course it wasn't at the level of, you, you know, really delving too much deeper. And, you know, it just faded away like so many of these things often do. Um, and, but yet you're, you're absolutely right. It's the classic, classic uh, case, uh, you know, for the saying, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little while for the fire to ignite. It did, and and you know not, not to go too far with the metaphors, but you know I'd say the Baylor program, I think it's safe to say, is up in flames as we speak. Yes, I mean when Art Biles made that statement about his not knowing of uh, all the transgressions that that player had committed on the Boise State campus. I don't know what he thought because you know Chris Peterson he wasn't going to take that laying down. I mean he's going to reply and and stand up for his program and and his uh, you know you know tenure at Boise State. He's just not going to sit there and let somebody say something that would you know it's kind of like slanderous actually you know to to say something that you just sent him down here and you never told us anything about his character. You're exactly right. I mean, let's not forget the college football coaching fraternity is, you know, pretty close, but you're absolutely right on when you say that, you know, Chris Peterson immediately, I, may, I remember, you know, put that statement out like he immediately responded like you have to. I mean, he was, he was given no choice. And, you know, again, just that's the stuff that makes you wonder why, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, could have been said by Baylor at the time, but that was certainly the wrong thing to say to, you know, drag other parties into it uh, and then, you know, creating the response that then created a lot of questions, or you know, uh, around the program that have just, again, uh, been dormant for a while, but not gone. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Again, it's just going to be, you know, fascinating to watch what unfolds from here. You know, I, I just, uh, 
you know, it doesn't appear that we're going to be getting into things like transferring and all that or the NCAA. I mean, that's, that's really the next potential shoe. The NCAA has not gotten involved. They certainly did at Penn State, as we all remember. Yeah. Will they yeah. or won't they? I mean, is this going to be, you know, fall under the dreaded category of, you know, what, what is it, institutional abuse? Is that the word? Or? Yeah, yeah, failure to have institutional control. Control, control, that's the word. Um, it certainly seems like it might. Yeah, yeah, John, I was wondering about that myself. You know, with the Penn State case, that was kind of controversial. The, the uh, penalty the NCAA's role. handed down. Right. Yeah, the NCAA's role. I'm not sure if they're going to get involved or they're just going to let the it self-implode on its own uh, because the NCAA have enough problems of their own, but that they might. But I mean, you could you could probably say that Baylor had an unfair advantage by letting those individuals play and compete on the field. I guess if you you take it, you know, get technical with the application. But I don't know if the NCAA if they're in a position to really really delve into that matter because Baylor's in a bad spot as it is. It's, it's, they're going to have so many, you know, self-inflicted, there's so many self-inflicted wounds are hemorrhaging right now. Yeah, you're right. And there's been so much, you know, there's been so much to consume here in the last 24, 48 hours that, you know, I haven't really focused until literally now or thought much about the NCAA. But, you know, you raised such an interesting point, and my, I, I'm with you. I, I'm thinking the NCAA will not get involved, and the reason's pretty simple. It didn't go well with their involvement in the Penn State scandal, period. I think we can both agree on that, right? Yeah, there was some <laughs> overreaching, probably, and they, it was beyond their, their, their ability and, and scope, really, probably. Right, and if I'm not mistaken, and I know I'm not, they reduced those sanctions then a couple years later, correct? Yes, yes. So, yeah, so th- th- that right there tells you all you need to know. No, no. And, uh, John, I was just going to tell you one more thing. You know, Kirk Herbstreit, he's a pretty well-respected analyst oh, yeah. for ESPN. And of course. He, he, he came on, uh, I think it was a, um, via telephone, a radio show, television show, and he said that he visited Baylor last year and he was in the strength room, you know, with the strength coach and, our Biles, I think, came in there kind of a caution and, and said, well, what is he doing here? Because I guess the year before, one year that Kirk Herbstreit said the TCU was a better team than Baylor. I mean, I just never heard of somebody being, you know, getting a feather so ruffled that you go in there and disrespect someone that's been a, a pretty pretty much a credit to the game as a, as a TV personality. Wow. That, that that speaks volumes. I had not heard that story. I mean, Kurt Herbstreit is, in my mind, the voice of college football. He is it. And, you know, boy, the, the, again, that speaks volumes. Uh, that that would be the treatment he would get a year or two after stating a simple opinion of, of, of you know, I mean, the entire country was debating who was better, TCU yes. or Baylor. And if I'm not mistaken, neither got invited, right? That was the one where Ohio State got invited and then ran the table. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, neither team wasn't invited. But, you know, people are speaking up. You know, some some people, a few people are speaking up on Art Brow's behalf. But I don't know. Some of these slights that he's, you know, have occurred through the years. I mean, 
puts into question um, some of the positives people are talking about. It, it kind of overshadows those things. When 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 things get tough, you know, you, you find out somebody has class, and uh, I don't I don't know if that's the case about violence. Yeah, no, it's it's judgment. <laughs> there there's some judgment yeah. issues here. Is really I think what we're talking about, but. AP, uh, as always, uh, the news cycle never ends, especially with college football. But why don't we take our final break and still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is tomorrow night's Golden State Warriors-Oklahoma City Thunder Game 6. And A.P., I think that tomorrow night's game has the chance to become a truly, truly special sports event. Uh, you know, my calendar's already blocked off. I, I think it's must-see TV if you have even the slightest interest in basketball or even sports in general because it just feels like, you know, the Golden State Warriors' legacy of the last two years, last year's championship, most wins ever this year, is all on the line tomorrow night. Do you agree? Oh, I agree, John, completely. I mean, it's going to be so much fun to watch how the... Golden State manages this situation. I mean, they're yep. proverbial backs to the wall. This is it. I mean, 
73 wins, nobody will be talking about that season uh, if they don't get to the championship game, you know, you know, the championship series down the road and win it again. So, yeah, it's real important to Steph Curry and, the, and that bunch out at Golden State. It really is, and I talked about it right off the top in the first segment. Uh, you know, they, they did what they had to do last night. It was a tough game. Oklahoma City certainly was right there throughout and even made a little run at the end. But uh, Steph Curry did what I think has become a bit of a pattern since he went for, what was it, 15 in overtime uh, against Trailblazers. Then I think he, uh, he in the middle of that, that then I think in – a subsequent game right after that, he had, you know, 10, 12 points in 90 seconds, and he kind of did it again last night with another just burst that changes the game, period. And uh, But I, I think that, you know, he, he, he looked similar to the stuff we've been watching all year, uh, except for the past week, uh, last night, and... Uh, I, I thought his, you know, after he stole the ball from Durant and went down for the layup and came up with that uh, we ain't going home chant twice, screaming to the crowd, lifting his arms up. Uh, I, I thought that was, you know, if they win this series, AP, that could become the, his signature video for the rest of his career. I genuinely believe that. If they win this series and the championship, that could become like, you know, Michael Jordan putting up his... Uh, Jump shot to beat Utah from the foul line, or well, yeah, I, I think it could become his signature piece of video to go with Steph Curry, and, and well deserved, I might add. Oh yeah, I mean, it's Steph Curry. He he, he had to have a, a great game last night for them to have a chance. I mean, now he needs some help from all his teammates, and and they just have to, you know, just have to win by a point, John. They don't have to overwhelm the other team. Just win that game on the road and so then get back to California and then the, the pressure's on everybody on both sides correct correct um, you know Steve Kerr has proven to be I, I think a fantastic coach and oh by the way before I forget I've been thinking this recently uh, remember when Steve, they hired Steve Kerr and everybody was saying like he had no coaching experience and <laughs> doubting him I mean it, I haven't heard that in a while, have we? And, uh, but anyway, I digress. No. Yes, yes. John, some people have the ability. I mean, some people, some guys can coach 20 years, and I'd still pick somebody else. I mean, when you see talent and, you know, they haven't maybe had the experience, there's something you're looking at and you're going by your instincts and you're saying, this person can lead. This person could, if he doesn't have all the knowledge or He'll find the pieces that complement his staff. You know, there's some people, you, when you, you meet them for the first five minutes, you realize this person is somebody I want in my organization. Exactly. And Steve Kerr certainly fits that mold. Tremendous playing career. Um, I really like the guy. You know, and I didn't know much about him other than the obvious before he was actually hired as coach. I mean, he was an announcer. and I mean, I always found him likable. But I love, you know, his press conferences. He's very, he's as honest as any coach can be, I feel. Uh, frank, straightforward. And, you know, I, I just, again, you know, I think tomorrow night has a chance to be epic. Uh, 
In the first segment, I compared it to, you know, the famous game that I was lucky enough to attend, which was LeBron James coming into Boston down 3-2 in 2012. Boston was ready for a party like they've never been ready for a party. And uh, LeBron had the game of his life. And as I've often said on this show, you know, that was the night the LeBron James we know today was born. And, you know, I also found myself thinking back, you know, in the good old days uh, when the Celtics came back against the Philadelphia 76ers. And, oh, by the way, Mo Cheeks, who we see sitting on the bench coaching every one of these games, I'm sure, I'm sure he's talking about it. it. Just hit me, I'm sure. He's telling the thunder about that. But the Celtics had the epic comeback with Larry Bird and the gang. Yeah. To beat, to come back from 3-1 down. Uh, that was one of the greatest, you know, greatest comebacks I've ever seen, you know, and I'll never forget how into it the city of Boston was. It was just uh, tremendous. Oh, yeah, those things you'll never forget, John. They're making a Dover mark in your, in your mind, and, you know, I mean, you're bringing it up right now. So that, that's evidence in, in and of itself that, that right. Boston comeback you know, which is the 76ers will live forever. 1981, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and and yeah, I would had just, I remember. Yeah, and I had just moved to Boston. So it was like, for me, you know, I had grown up liking the Celtics. There were no NBA teams in Pittsburgh. So it was just, you know, for me, it was plunging into the Celtic mystique in my early days here in Boston. And, uh, uh, probably one of the reasons I stuck around for the past few decades. It was so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> the shamrock is the lure of the shamrock. Exactly, exactly. Well, AP, we're near the end of the show. We do have a minute or two, but uh, Cavs. Uh, that series has been so weird. Like four out of the five games have been completely non-competitive. I mean. I'll watch just about anything, but I've been turning those games off at the end of the first quarter, switching to hockey or whatever. I mean, they're just brutal. Um, so I guess the question's pretty simple. You know, are we going to have a good game tonight? Can the can the Raptors at least make a competitive, if not win, tonight? You know, John, I, I, I tend to think they can. Me too. Because they have those two guys that can score. So I, I believe they will. You know, the that game's, uh, you know, up there in Canada, so the fans will be excited. I mean, yep. it's been wonderful for the organization. So I believe they will. I do, too. I, I think they're going to, you know, I think worst case, you know, they, they may not win, but I think it will be competitive. Uh, they've shown themselves to be a obviously completely different team at home. So should be fun. You know, we're getting down to the short strokes where, you know, uh, there, there's not as many games as there were, so you know when they're on now, it's it's appointment viewing in my mind. But the you know conference finals in both basketball and hockey. So AP, as always, thank you for your expertise and your perspective, and uh, appreciate you joining us. My pleasure, John. Look forward to it. All right, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.